Chapter 1 The 13th of May is the unluckiest day of the year. Things will be infinitely worse if it happens to fall on a Friday. That year, however, it was a Monday, and quite bad enough, though Martin was scornful of superstition and would have engaged in any important enterprise on the 13th of May or gone up in a plane without a qualm. In the morning he found a gun in the case his son took to school. They called it a satchel in his day, but it was a briefcase now. The gun was among a jumble of textbooks, dog-eared exercise books, crumpled paper and a pair of football socks, and for a single frightening moment Martin thought it was real. For about fifteen seconds he thought Kevin was actually in possession of the largest revolver he had ever seen, though of a type quite beyond his ability to identify. Recognising it as a replica didn't stop him confiscating it. "'You can say goodbye to this weapon, and that's a promise,' he said to his son. The discovery was made in Martin's car just before nine on the morning of Monday the 13th of May, on the way to King's Markham Comprehensive. Kevin's briefcase, insecurely fastened, had fallen off the back seat, and some of its contents had come out onto the floor. Kevin watched ruefully and in silence as the replica gun found its way into the pocket of his father's raincoat. At the school gates he left the car with a muttered goodbye and didn't look back. This was the first link in a chain of events which was to lead to five deaths. If Martin had found the gun before he did and Kevin left the house, none of it would have happened. Unless you believe in predestination and fate. Unless you believe our days are numbered. If you can imagine it, if you can perceive them numbered in reverse, from death to birth, Martin had reached day one. Monday, the 13th of May. It was also his day off, this day one of his life, Detective Sergeant Martin of King's Markham, CID. He'd come out early not only to take his son to school, that was incidental, a by-product of leaving the house at ten to nine, but to have a new pair of windscreen wipers fitted to his car. It was a fine morning, the sun shining from a clear sky, and the forecast was good, but still he wouldn't risk taking his wife to Eastbourne for the day with the wipers that failed to function. The people at the garage behaved in typical fashion. Martin had made this arrangement by phone two days before, but that didn't prevent the receptionist reacting as if she'd never heard of him, or the only available mechanic shaking his head and saying it was just possible. It could be done, but Les had been called out unexpectedly in an emergency, and Martin had better let them phone him. At last Martin got a promise of sorts out of him that the job would be done by 